Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. You would turn in your Bibles with me to Genesis chapter 27. Genesis chapter 27, and we have a remarkable text before us today. Genesis chapter 27, this story of how Isaac blesses Jacob. Um, The Bible is so unique. It it is so honest with real life. Um, What other book would make its hero so slanderous? We look at the lives of Isaac and Rebekah and Jacob and Esau, and we don't see character that we need to try to be like them. We see flawed people. We see a messed up family. We see liars. We see thieves. We see scoundrels. And yet, God chose them. God loved them. God blessed them. If there's anything that comes shouting at us through this text, it's that the blessing of God does not depend on our deserving it. It is 100% absolutely by grace. We don't deserve it. We can't deserve it. We couldn't do anything to ever earn it. No. God's grace and God's blessing is absolutely, totally given to us by grace. This is a long text too. There are 46 verses. It is over two pages long in my Bible. And we will read the whole thing because I have a conviction that God's Word is more valuable than anything I have to say about it. So we'll, we'll begin just hearing from what God's Word says and hear this story and then I'll go over um, trying to point some things out within it. We'll begin with verse 1 of Genesis chapter 27. When Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son. He answered, Here I am. And he said, Because I am old, I do not know the day of my death. Now then, take your weapons and your quiver and your bow and go out into the field and hunt game for me and prepare for me me delicious food such as I love and bring it to me so that I may eat that my soul may bless you before I die. Now, Rebekah was listening when Isaac spoke to his son Esau. So when Esau went to the field to hunt game for game and bring it, Rebekah said to her son Jacob, I heard your father speak to your brother Esau. Bring me game before I bring me game and prepare for me delicious food that I may eat and bless you before the Lord before I die. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice as I command you. Go to the flock and bring me two 
good young goats, so that I may prepare from them delicious food for your father, such as he loves. And you shall bring it to your father to eat, so that he may bless you before he dies. But Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, Behold, my brother Esau is a hairy man, and I am a smooth man. Perhaps my father will feel me, and I shall seem to be mocking him and bring a curse upon me myself and not a blessing. His mother said to him, Let your curse be upon me, my son. Only obey my voice and go bring them to me. So he went and took them and brought them to his mother. And his mother prepared delicious food, such as his father loved. Then Rebekah took the best garments of Esau, her older son, which were with her in the house, and put them on Jacob, her younger son. And the skins of the young goats she put on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. And she put the delicious food and bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. So he went in to his father and said, My father. And he said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Now sit up and eat of my game, that your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, How is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? He answered, Because the Lord your God granted me success. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Please come near me, that I may feel you, my son, to know whether you really are whether you are really my son Esau or not. So Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, who felt him and said, the voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. He said, are you really my son Esau? He answered, I am. Then he said, Bring it near me that I may eat of my son's game and bless you. So he brought it near to him and he ate and he brought him wine and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come near and kiss me, my son. So he came near and kissed him. And Isaac smelled the smell of his garments and blessed him and said, See, the smell of my son is as the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and plenty of grain and wine. Let, the, let peoples serve you and nations bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers and may your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you, and blessed be everyone who blesses you. As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, when Jacob had scarcely gone out of the presence of his father, of Isaac his father, 
Esau, his brother, came in from hunting. He also prepared delicious food and brought it to his father. And he said to his father, Let my father arise and eat of his son's game, that you may bless me. His father Isaac said to him, Who are you? He answered, I am your son, your firstborn Esau. Then Isaac trembled very violently and said, Who was it that hunted game and brought it to me, and I ate it all before you came, and have blessed him? Yes, and he shall be blessed. As soon as Esau heard the words of his father, he cried out with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, even me also, my father. But he said, Your brother came deceitfully, and he has taken away your blessing. Esau said, Is he not rightly named Jacob? For he has cheated me these two times. He took away my birthright, and behold, he has taken away my blessing. Then he said, Have you not reserved a blessing for me? Isaac answered and said to Esau, Behold, I have made him Lord over you, and all of his brothers I have given to him for servants, and with grain and wine I have sustained him. What then can I do for you, my son? Esau said to his father, Have you but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Then Isaac, his father, answered and said to him, Behold, away from the fatness of the earth shall be your dwelling, and away from the dew of heaven on high. But by your sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother. But when you grow restless, you shall break his yoke from your neck. Now Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father had blessed him. And Esau said to himself, The days of mourning for my father are approaching. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. But the words of Esau, her older son, were told to Rebekah. So she called Jacob, her younger son, and said to him, Behold, your brother Esau comforts himself about you by planning to kill you. Now therefore, my son, behold, obey my voice. Arise, flee to Laban, my brother, in Haran, and stay with him for a while until your brother's fury turns away, until your brother's anger turns away from you. And he forgets what you have done to him. Then I will send and bring you from there. Why should I be bereft of both of you in one day? Then Rebekah said to Isaac, I loathe my life because of the Hittite women. If Jacob marries one of the Hittite women like these, one of the women of the land, what will my life be to me? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. It is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. Lord, give us eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts to understand and obey. May we listen to your voice. May we hear your voice and as your sheep follow you. 
Father, give me grace and strength as I preach your word in Jesus' name. Amen. This is all so much going wrong. It begins, Isaac is feeling like he's getting old. He doesn't know when he's going to die. And so it's time to bless his son, to give his blessing. But he wants to bless Esau. Now, that would be normal according to custom because Esau was the older son, but God had said something different already. If we look back to uh, the previous um, chapter 25, when the children were still struggling in Rebekah's womb, God had told Rebekah, Two nations are in your womb, and two peoples from you shall be divided. The one will be stronger than the other, and the older will serve the younger. God had already spoken on this issue. God had said, Jacob, the one that was born second, the younger, is going to be the son of promise. He's the one who through the seed of the woman is passing. He's the one who's going to save the world. And the blessing should go to him. But Jacob... Uh, But uh, Isaac, uh, he didn't care about what God had already said. He was ignoring God's word on the matter, and he wanted to follow his appetites. Why did he want to bless his son? Why did it say that he loved Esau more than he loved Jacob? Well, back in 25 as well, we saw this story of of how um, Isaac loved... um, Esau, because he loved his game. He loved the food that he would bring him. And just like Esau sold his birthright because he was following his appetites instead of caring about the blessing and the, and the, 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 the plan of God in all of this. No, Isaac was doing just like Esau had done. He was following after his own appetites. And when we follow after our own appetites, that always gets us into trouble. When we ignore God's Word and follow our appetites, that will always get us into trouble. But, you know, even though Isaac was in the wrong here, that God had already spoken and he was ignoring God's Word, Rebecca doesn't help anything here in the next part. Rebecca heard, she was listening to Isaac and speak to Esau, And so she goes to Jacob. Now, it's never a good idea in marriage to try to turn your children against your spouse. And that seems to be what's going on here with Isaac, with with, uh, Rebecca and Jacob. She was confiding in her son instead of her husband. What should she have done? She should have maybe gently and, and respectfully gone to Isaac and said, Isaac, I, I, I know you love Esau, and, and he's a good son too. Uh, he, he, uh, he does provide for you the game and things that, that you like, but God has spoken. God has said that the younger will serve the older. Uh, she, she should have gone about in something like that, but instead she turns to her son and devises a plan to trick Isaac. She tries to achieve God's blessing apart from, a, from, from a following God. She just wants the blessing for her son. 
She doesn't want God. And how often that can be what we want. We want want God's blessing. We want our lives to run smoothly. We want all the blessings of God. But do we want God? This seems to be what Rebecca was doing. She wanted God's blessing for her son, but she didn't want God. She she sought about um, deceitful means for doing so. She concocts this plan. And Jacob, he's like, well, my dad's not an idiot. He's going to recognize that I'm, you know, Esau is his hairy. He's been hairy since he was born, and I'm smooth. Dad's going to see right through that. But Rebecca has a plan for that. When they prepare this food, uh, she, she keeps the skin from the, uh, um, from the goats and puts that. She, she puts, dresses him with the clothing of Esau so that he smells like Esau and covers his hands and the back of his neck with the skins. Coincidentally, maybe not coincidentally, this is just by God's plan. The only other place where it talks in the book of Genesis about being clothed with skin is back in Genesis chapter 3. Where sin comes into the world. And how does God respond? He kills animals and covers Adam and Eve with skin. I think maybe the point of that would be that we're to be reminded of how sin came into the world as we look at this passage. And then the the other thing from this paragraph we see, Jacob, he's still, even even with this plan, she's like, what if he wants to curse me instead of blessing me? What if this backfires and I'm cursed? And Rebecca says, let your curse be upon me, my son. Only obey my voice and go and bring them to me. There's another place that maybe this should bring our minds to in the Bible. Let your curse be upon me. We just a few weeks ago were in the Gospel of Matthew. Whenever, uh, on, uh, as Jesus was before Pilate, and Pilate was asking the people, what should I do with this one? And he says, this is an innocent man. And the people all say, let his blood be upon us and on our children. I, Rebecca has the same attitude as those who crucified Jesus. Let that curse be upon me. Verse 14 so he went and took them he went and took them and brought them to his mother and he prepared delicious food such as his father loved this line is repeated his father loved uh, the this savory food that i love this game that i love that i love that i love we keep hearing this over and over in this passage and i think one of the things it points to is again isaac was ruled by his appetite. And Paul speaks in the New Testament about those whose God is their belly. We can often be drawn away by our own belly, by our own appetites instead of following after Jesus. 
And one more thing. She says, only obey my voice. And this word obey is the same word for to hear or to listen. That's another thing that happened in chapter 3 of Genesis. You see, when God confronts Adam for partaking of the fruit of the knowledge of, the, of good and evil, he, he gives a curse and he says, because you have listened to the voice of your wife. And here, Jacob is listening to the voice of Rebekah in a way that is leading him away from character, from living honestly. Um, we get to verse 18. So he went into his father. He said, My father. And he said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? And Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. And I have done as you told me. How much of an outright lie can you get? Who are you? I'm Esau. I've done what you told me. How much more of a lie can it be? Because he did not do what he told, his father had told him. He was following after his, own, his mother's instructions and deceiving his father. But here he was, oh, I'm just doing what you told me, Dad. I've done what you told me. Now sit up and eat of my game that your soul may bless me. And Isaac said to his son, how was it that you found it so quickly, my son? Isaac knows how long it takes to go hunt and go find uh, game. But here, Jacob takes the Lord's name in vain. He says... Because the Lord your God granted me success. He's lying and he's using the Lord's name in his lie. He's taking the Lord's name in vain. And not only that, he says, the Lord your God. He's not even claiming that the Lord is his own. He's saying, it's, it's your God. It's, your, it's my Father's God. So Jacob here is, is, is not off the hook. This is not, you know, when we look at Jacob, it is not an example to follow. It is beautiful and wonderful that we can look at this story and know that even in spite of our sins, that we, we can have God's blessing, not because we deserve it, but because God has given Himself to us. But on the other hand, we don't want to follow this example. He has lied. He has taken the Lord's name in vain. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Please come near me, and I may feel you, my son, whether it is you're really Esau or not. So Jacob went near to his father and felt him and said, you know, I, I don't know about you, but when I read this part where it's just a little bit at a time, oh, are you really Esau? Oh, yes. Oh, that was kind of quick. Oh, because the Lord helped me. Oh, can you come closer? I almost get the picture of little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> oh, what big eyes you have. You can get that kind of sense of suspense as it's coming closer and closer. 
He, he takes the game and he eats it and he, he delights in it. He gives him wine and he drank as well. He had bread along with it. Um, this reminds me of just the, the, the text in chapter 25 where Esau gave his brother bread along with his red stuff that he had to eat. Then Isaac... Then his father Isaac said to him, Come near and kiss me, my son. And so he came and he kissed him, and Isaac smelled the smell of his garments and blessed him and said, And let's look at the blessing. See, the smell of my son is as the smell of a field the Lord has blessed. May God give you the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and plenty of grain and wine. He's saying, let God bless you materially. The dew of heaven. This is an arid climate over there in the Middle East. They're not going to get a whole lot of rain. So what is going to sustain the crops? The dew. And Esau says, may the dew of heaven come upon his uh, crops. And the fatness of the earth and plenty of grain and wine. Let let him have all the, the, the fruitfulness of the land that he can have. And then let the people serve you and nations bow down to you. This, I think, calls back to think of of, uh, uh, the promises to Abraham before. Abraham was promised that through uh, through his seed, all the nations would be blessed. Uh, And kings would come from his line. And here we see that that, uh, the peoples, the nations, the Gentiles are going to Bless Jacob. You're going to bow down to him, going to serve him. Be Lord of your brothers, and may your mother's sons bow down to you. Now, if we've read the whole story of Genesis, this actually may seem to point forward towards Joseph. Joseph, uh, who, when, when he goes into Egypt and he blesses Joseph's sons, when, when um, I, Jacob finally goes at the end of his life, he blesses Joseph's sons, he switches hands on each of their heads and he blesses the younger instead of the older, knowing that God works not according to human customs, but according to his own sovereign choice. And then, cursed be everyone who curses you, and blessed be everyone who blesses you. Also, repeating the promise to uh, Abraham, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. Also, uh, in Numbers, we have uh, Balaam's oracle. Balaam says that those who bless Israel will be blessed, and those who curse Israel will be cursed. This is something we see repeatedly, but it is given, it is passed down to Jacob. As I, oh, this, as, this, oh, what kind of a switcheroo do we see here in, in verse 30? As soon as Isaac finished, it's almost comical. As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, when Jacob had scarcely gone out of the presence of Isaac, his father, Esau came in, his brother came in from hunting. If it wasn't so tragic, it would be comical. He had prepared delicious food and brought it to his father, and he said to his father, let my father arise and eat of his son's game that, he may, that you may bless me. He says almost the exact same words that Jacob had said. 
And his father said to him, Who are you? And he answered, I am your son, your firstborn Esau. Again, he says almost the exact same words as Jacob had said before. And Isaac trembled violently and said, Who was it then that hunted game? He gets it. It was Jacob. And he says, uh, let's see, Esau heard the words of his father. He cried out an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me also, Lord, Father, bless me. But Isaac says, Your brother came deceitfully and he has taken away your blessing. Esau said, Is not rightly he named Jacob, for he has cheated me these two times. The word for cheat there is the word built off the, the word that the name Jacob is built off of. So right as he named Jacob, because he's Jacobed me. <laughs> he's he's Jacobed me. He's cheated me these two times. He took away your the my birthright, and now and behold, now he's taken away my blessing. And then he said, Have you not reserved a blessing for me? And Isaac answered, Behold, I have made him Lord over you and all his brothers. I have given him for service. We look back to the, to the blessing that he said, and, and those, that was part of it. His brothers would bow down to him. There wasn't anything left for Esau. His brothers would bow down to him. And so he continues to plead for that. And Isaac says, Behold, this is an opposite. This is like the opposite of Jacob's blessing. Behold, away from the fatness of the earth shall your dwelling be. Jacob was promised the dew and good crops and the fatness of the earth. And Esau was away from that. And by your sword you shall live. And you, you're going to have a hard time living. It almost sounds like the curse that was on the ground that made Adam's work so much harder. You shall serve your brother, but when you grow restless, you shall break his yoke from, uh, from your neck. There is hope even for Esau of a promise of deliverance if he should repent. If he should repent. Now, Esau begins to hate his brother Jacob. So much that he plans to kill his brother Jacob. And we, I think, as readers of Genesis as a whole, might think of Cain and Abel. Cain was jealous of his brother Abel because God was pleased with his offering. And Cain killed him. But before Esau could act out what, on what Cain had done, his mother warns him. And says he needs to go away. This is a messed up story, isn't it? Yeah. It is realistic. The Bible was not trying to paint a picture of the perfect, happy family. But he, he, was, he was giving us a picture of real human life in all of its messed up glory. Maybe we haven't had something quite like what 
Jacob and Esau and Isaac and Rebekah have experienced, but there's maybe some things we can relate to. And the fact is, we can all relate to the fact that we are sinners. We are sinners and we don't deserve God's blessing or His grace. And yet, just like Jacob got it even though he didn't deserve it, we receive God's grace because not because of what we did, but because of what Jesus did as He died on the cross for our sins. We have faith in Jesus. We trust in Him. We look to Him to cover our sins. We can be included in this blessing. What was at stake in this story was not just the blessing, but this was the fate of the whole world that was involved. And even though This also goes to show that God is sovereign even over our sinful choices. Because what Isaac did, what Rebekah did, what every character in this story did was sinful. And yet, it was moving forward as, as the promised seed would continue to come down through the line of Judah that would go to David that would eventually come as Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who the old, whole, whole Old Testament was pointing to. Even when we mess up, we have not ruined God's plan. God is still able to take our mess up and use it for His glory and our good. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.